0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Exciting, exciting week for not just me, but all fight fans out there. Obviously, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier will be this Saturday, the twenty-third. I don't know about you guys, but I am super pumped up for this fight card. Uh, but in other news, that is not the ep- That's not the card we're going to be talking about this episode because there is fights on tomorrow morning. That's right, Wednesday morning, fights. I don't know about y'all, but I am personally excited for that. I will probably be having to watch them after they are done. I do have to train in the morning, so uh, I'm sure some of y'all do as well. But um, hey, we'll probably be watching them after. Maybe we'll be able to catch the uh, main card. So uh, super pumped for that. But before we dive into uh, Wednesday's card, let's go ahead and talk about the first card on ABC, UFC on ABC won, absolutely delivered. That was probably the best thing you could ask for, for the UFC and for ABC, for ESP for every all parties involved. Max Holloway put on an absolute performance. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, Carlos Felipe um, defeats Justin Taffa via decision. And... In my opinion, was the fight of the night. I don't know who they ended up giving that one to. There was a lot of great fights on this card, uh, but that was for sure one of them. My fight of the night. I mean, you don't you don't usually see two heavyweights slugging it slugging it out for uh, three rounds like that. Uh, the guys never really got tired, and it just kind of shows you the new breed of heavyweight that we're getting, the new caliber. And these guys weren't like super. Like these guys didn't look like Francis Ngannou. I mean, these guys are you know they're chunky boys, but hey, these chunky boys got some cardio and. That was real fun to watch. It was like a boxing match for, for, for 15 minutes in a four-ounce gloves. so that was fun to watch Carlos Felipe defeats Justin Taffa in that fight. And then a, a, a fight that shocked a lot of people. A lot of people. Alicio um, de uh, Sirico, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, right um, knocked out Joaquin Buckley with a head kick incredible incredible performance by that gentleman uh set it up nice joaquin buckley dipped his head to the left and uh alicio just uh went off and uh threw that, that right high kick landed it right in the button he was out immediately absolutely incredible performance but um he had some kind of choice words to say um he was all all upset that they don't interview the winners which always isn't always true i think they're just doing that during uh the pandemic because they're just trying to eliminate you know, as much t- contact as they can. But here's what here's what he had to say about that. Uh, the highlight reel knockouts and the viral sensation. What the, you, you turned it around tonight. It was a nice fight, guys. i sorry. So I'm sorry, but I promised myself I won't do this interview. I don't like that you only interview the winner in this game. No, you know, this part is made by two people, always a winner and a loser. So I don't like this. I'm sorry. I appreciate your job, but I, I want to, to send this message. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so that was kind of weird. I don't know what that was all about. And here's what uh, Dana White had to say after that. I just found out that that kid was mad. Did you guys talk to him? He to us. He said, he, he said that because we don't interview losers, we only interview the winners. So he's like, we should be I just heard that. The craziest <laughs> shit I ever heard. I, I saw him in the back, and I walked by him and his team. I was like, hey, congratulations. And they looked at me like, the fuck you won? <laughs> Seriously, they literally looked at me like, you know, like they lost. And and, and I looked at Brian and I said, Man, that's an unhappy crew. Huh? What the hell's wrong with them? Apparently, they didn't know they won. I just found out that that kid was mad. But yeah, that was just a, a real, real weird thing. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people interview the losers as well. I know they don't interview, I mean, Joe, I mean, at least Rogan doesn't interview anybody after they get knocked out because, I mean, he was out cold. So, definitely don't interview him in the octagon after getting absolutely flatlined like that. But, hey, it is what it is, and um, maybe this is a guy we're going to want to look out for. Um, I didn't do a a podcast last week, but I was going to say that um, Alicio fights very similarly to um, Kevin Holland. You know, the same kind of style, tall, lanky guy, and that's... um, who Buckley fought in his debut and was ended up getting finished by as well. So I was like maybe he can he can do something here against Buckley, but Buckley looked good in his last fight as well. Uh, just not that highlight real knockout um in that last fight, but um actually showed some skills, not that he's just, you know, a one one and done fighter. So we'll see what happens with Buckley and we'll see what happens with Alessio as well. Uh hopefully best to them. And then one that really really shocked me here is uh Lee Janglyong uh Leong Lee, I think. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I apologize. Um, Knocked out Santiago Ponzinibbio with a brutal left hook right on the chin. Spun his head around. Out cold. Incredible performance. My picks for the first fight of the year were incredibly off. Incredibly off. I I picked Taffa. I picked Buckley. I picked Ponzinibbio. I picked Matt Brown. And I picked Calvin Cater. So if that says anything about how good I did. Not good. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was Ponzinibbio's first fight back. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of other stuff going on uh, with him. So uh, hopefully that was just a little bit of, maybe a little bit of ring rest. I, I don't know. But um, we'll see what happens with Ponzinibbio in the future. And uh, with Jing Liang, I didn't realize how long he had been fighting in the UFC. Now, he's been in the UFC for like four or five years now. Um, absolutely incredible performance all around. And it wasn't like it was a close fight beforehand. Uh, Jing Liang was really controlling the octagon up until... The point where he finished him so congratulations to him and hopefully we'll see something from Ponzanibio soon hopefully he's not plagued by injuries again so super excited to see what both these guys have in store next as well and then uh Carlos Condon versus uh Matt Brown uh fun to watch two older guys uh Condon ended up uh getting the the decision win Matt Brown looked good in the second round as well he just kind of the uh ground game of uh Condon was just this seemed to be a little bit too much for Matt Brown uh, on the feet, that's where Matt Brown um, strived more. Strived more. It's not the fucking right words. I gotta go take an English class or something, man. I can't. I can't get my words together half the time. It's real bad. Um, but that's where Matt Brown was uh, controlling the fight more. That's where his strong suit is. Look good there. That's where. That's in my opinion. That's why he won that second round. Uh, but yeah, Condon, Condon ended up getting the win. We'll see what's uh, in store for these guys. I think that's a uh, third fight. I think he's now three and one in his last four. Uh, Carlos so hey good for him hopefully he's got a little bit of a resurgence coming we'll see what happens though and then a performance possibly of the year I'm not going to say fight of the year because it wasn't I mean it was a fun fight to watch don't get me wrong but it wasn't you know a back and forth fight Max Holloway defeats Calvin Cater 50-42 were the judges scorecards there were three ten eight rounds. That is nuts. Three ten eight rounds. I mean, absolutely incredible f- performance by Max Holloway. The single best performance that I have seen personally have seen live. I mean, incredible. Let's look at some of the numbers here. Set the UFC record for. Um, Significant strikes landed, 445. Sets most in a single UFC fight for most strikes landed, total, 447. Uh, Sets the UFC record for um, uh, most strikes in a single round, which was round four. 141 strikes landed in round four. And the most strikes attempted in a fight in the UFC. He threw 746 shots. Go out right now. Go hit your heavy bag and go throw 746 punches. Have fun. And not just throw them. Throw them at the pace Max Holloway was throwing them at. The dude is absolutely incredible. Just when I think, just just when you think, you know, he's lost two fights. Yeah, he did. He win that last one versus, um, what's his name? <laughs> the champ. Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah, he, I thought he won the decision. He ended up not winning it. Is what it is. But I was like, hey, this this could be, you know, not a good path for Max Holloway. Even though he won that fight. I've You've seen fighters win, lose fights they should have won. And they just don't look the same. Their confidence is shot. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Max Holloway obviously is not that guy. Max Holloway is here to stay. That's all I can say about that. Holloway's here to stay, man. Absolutely incredible. I don't know what's next for him. Like I said, the best performance I have personally seen. Single performance I've seen uh, in the UFC. Period. Point blank. That's it. End of discussion. Um, We'll see what's in store for him. I know they gave Volkanovsky um, the title shot at UFC 260. He will be fighting. uh, Obviously, they gave fucking Volkanovsky the title shot. They gave Brian Ortega. The shot instead of Holloway at UFC 260. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, technically, in my opinion, both guys max one against Volkanovski. I thought he lost that second fight. And obviously, we saw what he did to uh, Brian Ortega when they fought in, uh, back in 2018. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Max Holloway. Maybe he moves up to 155. Uh, maybe not. Who knows, man? Who the hell knows? All right, that is it for, excuse me, the ABC card. Let's dive in to a little bit of uh, the card coming up here on ESPN Plus on Wednesday. Uh, not super, super exciting fights. There's a lot of young guys, a lot of up-and-coming talent. We're going to review a couple of them right now. Um, we will starting off with uh, Tyson Nam versus, uh, if I pronounce this guy's last name wrong, Matt Schinnell. Not really sure. But um Schindl's 4 and 1 in his last 5. I've never heard of this guy honestly. Uh he has been out for a year. He's coming off a loss to uh, Alexander Pantoja. A fight I just watched recently like today just to see what happened. Bad knockout loss to Pantoja in um December of 2019. So he's been out for a little bit over a year. Hopefully that time off doesn't really affect him all that much. We will see what happens with him though. Um I don't know if this fights at 125 or 135 because I know not now usually fights at um 35, but Matt is a uh, 25 or so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Na- Nam is a uh, three and two in his last five, um, coming off two two big knockout wins. Um, most recently versus Jerome Rivera. The dude has absolute nuclear bombs in his hands. If you guys haven't seen this guy fight, he fight he, uh he swings. <laughs> dude goes out there and, and tries to end the fight however he can and by however i can i mean by how hard he can throw his fists the uh, the dude's absolutely incredible to watch um might be a an up and comer in the ufc we will see what happens but yeah definitely one of the most powerful guys i've seen in uh, the lighter divisions you don't see you know, the only other guy i think i can throw harder than him is maybe figueroa and you know he's the champ so enough said about that And then That'll bring us to sorry. Uh Roxanne Modafferi versus uh Viviana. If I mispronounce this name again, I'm sorry. R... ooh Oh my god, I can't even attempt that. Viviani Ahuro, I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um anyways, uh, Viviani is three and one in the UFC Coming off a decision win versus uh, Montana De La Rosa. Um, she is seven, seven of her nine wins. Come via finish, three knockouts, four submissions. Um, almost as much <laughs> many uh, finishes as Mataferi has in her 42-fight career, which is in- insane to me. Um, but very good jiu-jitsu, for, like I said, four submissions. Um, when she came into the UFC, uh, had a big knockout win. Can't remember who that was against, but I remember watching that fight. She looked incredible there. Like, uh, very solid on the ground. Uh, Brazilian fighter, exactly what you're going to expect. Kind of predictable. You kind of know what she's going to do. She's going to kind of go in with her jab. She can get in. She's going to throw that right hand. Then she's going to look for the takedown. That's really all she kind of looks for, Um, which might be tough versus Monteferi, who, like I said, 42-fight veteran. Uh, She is coming off a decision win versus Andrea Lee, which is a a great win. Andrea Lee is a... uh, is no easy to, is no easy customer she uh she comes to fight. Montefiore has not won two fights in a row in the UFC. So, hopefully she can get that second win. And like I said, only nine of her 25 wins come via finish. And I, in this second stint in the UFC, she has not had a finish. All all decisions. Even that fight versus Macy Barber, where Macy Barber was completely compromised. She uh. Couldn't get the finish, so we'll we'll see what happens um, with someone like Monteferrari, who is much better on the ground, and someone like Viviani, who is going to entertain that ground game. Maybe we see Montferi, uh submit her. So we'll see what happens. Um, should be should be a fun fight, though. Um, not one I would say I'm looking forward to, but definitely one I'm going to watch. I always like watching uh, Monteferrari go out there and put in work. She's always fun to watch. So yeah. Alright, that'll bring us to Worley Alves and uh again if I mispronounce this name, I'm so sorry. Uh Manir Laziz. I think. Laziz? Could be wrong. Probably definitely wrong. Anyway, Laziz, ten and one record. Uh this is only his second fight in the UFC, but he is he does have a very good win uh, versus a very tough opponent in um Abdul Razak Al Hassan in his last fight. Um eight of his ten wins coming via knockout. Uh, this is a dude who has nuclear power in his hands. If y'all haven't seen him fight, he can end a fight at, at, at any moment. He hit um, Al Hassan with some bombs in their last fight. Looked absolutely incredible. Uh, but Worthy Alves, man, he always comes to play. He ain't no joke. Seven and four in the UFC. Been fighting since 2014 um, in the UFC. So, you know, six, seven-year veteran now. Always comes to win, has um, holds a win versus Colby Covington. This is Colby's only loss is to uh, Rolly Alves. Um, Alves, very very good wrestling. You're probably gonna look him, He's probably going to look to use that a lot versus this guy. Um, Laziz, is a, he likes a lot of stand up game. He hasn't really entertained the grappling a whole much. He'll entertain that clinch game, which could open up um, Alves for um, getting into his into his uh, chain wrestling, which would be something very interesting to uh, to watch. But also Alves has not fought since uh, since his loss in uh two thousand nineteen uh to Randy Brown, so might be a little bit of ring rust. I mean uh, he's not old but he's been he's been around for a while, so maybe might be a little harder to knock off the cobwebs webs than it used to be to get into the fight so we will uh we'll see what happens. This should be an interesting fight. oh, I haven't predicted these fights uh I'm gonna take Monteferry. Um, let's see. I'm I'm gonna take her to submit. When via submission, let's say a second round. Yeah, second round. That sounds good. And um, as for Alves, I am going to take Alves in this fight via decision. I think he's gonna use a lot of a, a lot of grappling, heavy attacks. Um. Let's try to get him to the ground and control him as much as he can. So uh, Laziz can't use a lot of his offense with his big power. That's what I'm going to predict there. And that already will bring us to the main event here. Um, Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa. Obviously, this was supposed to be a fight with uh, Komsomot Shemaev. And, um, gosh, I'm spacing. Always spacing. Um Why can't I remember his name? Kazmat Shemaev versus Leon Edwards. I am so sorry. Um, Which was a fight we were all looking forward to. Unfortunately, both guys got COVID. There's some injury issues, yada, yada, yada. So that brings us to Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa. In a fight that I think is going super under the radar this week. I know there's a lot of big fights. You know, Conor McGregor-Poirier. Anytime Max Holloway fights. There's always some buzz there. But this is a fight that is Going kind of under the radar, in my opinion. Uh, Chiesa is undefeated since moving up to 170 pounds. Um, Good wins, too. Beating good guys. Beat Diego Sanchez. uh, Beat Carlos Condit. And looked really good versus Rafael Dos Anjos in his last fight. Um, Something interesting I found out about Chiesa doing my research here is he has never finished a fight by knockout or TKO. 11 submission wins. 11 of 17 wins are coming via submission. But no not even any TKOs, which I thought was very interesting and Kies is a big guy, man. He is no small individual and he's no slouch. Um on his feet either. He can he can throw with the best of them. Obviously, he likes the a grappling heavy attack, but I mean, he can stand there and throw hands. So, we'll see what happens when he fights a guy like Magny who uh, has been super super active in 2023 and 0. Good wins, beat uh, Jing Liang, um, who obviously has had that incredible performance, versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Um, Anthony Rocco Martin, and uh, Robbie Lawler in his last fight. I'm sorry, I wasn't his last fight, but Jing Liang was his last fight, but still beat Robbie Lawler, uh, 17-6 and overall record in the UFC. is a guy that you don't realize has been in the UFC as long as he has. He has been fighting just for the UFC since 2013. And he's only thirty three. He's in the prime of his career right now, and he's and finally he's starting to get a little bit of respect. Thank goodness, I mean, he's finally getting a good opponent opponent in Chiesa. And, but both guys have, have pretty similar styles. Um, I'd say Magni has a little more of the um, offensive striking um, game plan going into it, but he's not he's not afraid to go to the ground as well. Um, Magny likes a lot of that clinch work, and so does Chiesa. So this could be a this could go end up being a real exciting fight so i am going to make a prediction and that prediction is that Magny wins this fight via decision i know super exciting super exciting decision uh victory but i think it's gonna be a good fight either way yeah super excited for these fights on wednesday i uh always always love fights in the middle of the week that's all i have for you today for at least the uh, i got a little bit of fights i want to tell you all about here but that's it for uh Fight breakdown portion of the card, but um obviously we have Poirier versus Connor next week, and then UFC 258 Usman versus Burns. That is an exciting fight. Um, can't wait to break that card down for y'all. That is February 13th. Then UFC 259. There's so many fun fights coming up this year, guys. All the way up through March. It's ex- nothing but exciting stuff. 259, three title fights on the card. Jan Blahovitch versus Israel Adesanya. Adesanya going up to 205. Going to face the Polish power in Jan Blachowicz. I got an interesting take on that. So when that fight comes up, definitely look out for that podcast. It's going to be exciting. Um, Amanda Nunez versus Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson, in my opinion, probably the only girl at 145 that could have a chance of beating Amanda Nunez. And then, uh, Piotr Jan versus Algermaine Sterling as well on that card. Super exciting card. Um, Algermaine's just been on an absolute tear. And then Peter Piotrion has just been surprising me at every turn with uh, how good he's been doing. I, I He seemed like a guy that was going to fold under pressure when he fought um, uh, Jose Aldo, but just rose to the occasion. It looked absolutely incredible. And then finally, 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 Stipe Miocic is back, and he will be fighting Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight title. Um, Dana White, I believe, has already said that the winner of that fight We'll fight John Jones for the heavyweight title. So, fingers crossed and Gano wins and doesn't kill Stipe, because I want to see Francis versus John Jones. I don't know who doesn't. And on that same card, that same March twenty seventh card at UFC two sixty, just announced last week, Alexander Volkanovski, Brian Ortega for the UFC featherweight title. Also a very very intriguing car, uh, fight as well. Ortega has um just completely revamped his game looked incredible versus the Korean zombie. So this will be a very, very fun fight for me and for the fan, for all you guys as well. All right. That is all I have for y'all today. Like as usual, thank you guys so, so much for all your support over the last year. It's been an incredible, incredible year for me. Um, don't still don't have, you know, the huge, huge following behind me, but Hey, I appreciate every single one of y'all that listen and like, and subscribe all that good stuff i don't i don't know why i said subscribe i don't have a a fucking youtube channel but hey appreciate all y'all i am out we'll see y'all next week for the uh, ufc 257 breakdown connor poirier card so uh, have a good one guys thank you